This is the Voice Over Work podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. Today is Saturday, December 4th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at Become a Human Behavior Scientist. Observe, read, understand, and decode people with minimal information. Written by Patrick King. Narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter 1. All About Emotions. Understanding Primary Versus Secondary Emotions. On our mission to become expert people readers, we need to start at the very beginning, emotions. People think, speak, and act. And these expressions can all be analyzed and interpreted to gain insight into who they are as people. But deeper than these expressions is what people feel. Understand people's emotions, and you unlock a more genuine, more authentic picture of who they are. Not only do you get them in a more profound way, but you're then able to respond to them with understanding, compassion, and real empathy. Paul Ekman's notable emotion research identifies seven basic emotions, disgust, surprise, anger, enjoyment, fear, contempt, and sadness. Other researchers have more or fewer categories and organize them differently. But the idea is that as human beings, we all share a few primary colors when it comes to emotions. The subtler feelings emerge when we consider mixes of these foundational emotions at different intensities. These so-called primary emotions have evolved from our earliest ancestors and are innate. We don't learn how to feel them. They were and are essential for our survival and functioning in the world and are a natural reaction to events or situations, i.e., you win the lottery and you feel elated and joyful. Primary emotions are automatic and universal, but they can be either more or less adaptive. Here, adaptive simply means healthy or useful in context. Anger, for example, is adaptive if it empowers us to protect the innocent or a serpent. Chapter 2. Underneath the Surface Deciphering body language is a great way to get a read on a situation as it unfolds in the here and now. But what if you want to learn a little more about the person in front of you? We are all so much more than our reactions in this or that situation. After all, is it possible for anyone to get a 100% accurate read on you merely by spending a few moments reading your body language? Chances are, you don't know yourself that well. We've spoken about the importance of context when reading people. Nobody exists in a vacuum. Instead, We learn about others by noticing how they respond to their environment, the way they bounce off others, how they react or fail to react, and what their relationships are like. When it comes down to it, what is a personality other than your unique relationship with reality? People are complex. They take on different roles depending on the situation they find themselves in. They also change over time. Who you were at five years old is very different from who you are now, one would hope. Sometimes we can really see someone's true colors, not when everything is neat and easy, 
but rather in a time of crisis. Think of it this way. Under normal, non-challenging circumstances, it's easy for people to perform. They can put on a face and they can show others what they want them to see. It's easier to wear a mask, i.e., follow those culture rules about primary emotional expression, when the stakes are low. A glimpse beneath the mask. Dial up the tension, introduce a problem or increase stress, and then you're more likely to see what people are really like underneath the masks and roles. Research done by Ian Krajbish and Associates at The Ohio State University. Chapter 3. A Peek Inside the Psyche When you read a book, you're never just looking at the words in front of you. You're also thinking about who the author is, the historical period they wrote the book in, who the book was intended for, and what purpose it was written. In the same way, when we read people, we can look at a lot more than just the person standing in front of us. We can make educated guesses and speculations based on a range of contextual information, like the people they're surrounded by, the things they own, the life choices they make, the food they eat, the media they consume, even the clothes they wear. And just as primary emotions are the primary colors of human experience, we can narrow down personality traits and characteristics to what psychologists call the Big Five. These are openness. A high score denotes curiosity, creativity, originality, and receptiveness to new ideas. A low score denotes routine and conventionality. Conscientiousness. High scores show dependability, hard work, organization, and competence. Low scores show impulsivity and carelessness. Extroversion. Emotional expression, sociability, and assertiveness. Low score means a person is more quiet, withdrawn, and private. Agreeableness. Helpful, empathetic, good-natured and cooperative, but low scores mean a suspicious, critical person who doesn't cooperate. Neuroticism. Anxiety, instability, and negativity, but low scores show secure, calm, and even-tempered natures. Understand where people fall on these broad scales, and you have a pretty good idea of who they are as a person. Chapter 4. Stop guessing. Just ask. The Art of the Sneaky Question. In the preceding sections, we've approached people reading like a secret subterfuge, trying to piece together clues from unwilling or unsuspecting subjects. The truth is that people will often give up enormous amounts of information voluntarily, if you ask the right questions, that is. People love talking about themselves and sharing opinions. Ask the right questions, and you can get them to reveal all sorts of other information in the process, all indirectly. Whether you want to uncover a white lie or quietly find out whether your co-worker is signal, a little carefully applied psychology can let you find out everything you want to know. According to the authors of Find Out Anything from Anyone Anytime, Secrets of Calculated Questioning from a Veteran Interrogator, James O. Pyle and Marion Carinch, the key is to never make the other person feel like they're being interrogated. Subtlety and indirection are crucial. One useful technique for uncovering deception is to ask a control question that serves like a baseline against which you can compare the person's other responses. 
Ask them something you know the answer to and see how they respond. Then compare that response to subsequent responses. Did you really take Rover out for a walk twice a day while I was gone? Let's say that because of security camera footage, you know they did. Of course. Calm, neutral response. This is likely what they look like when telling the truth. Did you give him his medicine? Yes, of course I did. He took it. No problem. What's with all the questions? Agitated, elaborating, defensive, different from the true response, indicates this part might not be true. The trick with this is... Chapter 5. Extreme Detail Orientation Once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Sherlock Holmes. How does Sherlock Holmes solve the most mystifying of enigmas? While it's easy to ascribe to him innate super-sleuthing skills bordering on the supernatural, a closer look at the specific techniques he uses reveals that they aren't necessarily powers that defy the laws of the natural world. In fact, his superior mystery-solving ability is simply a product of mastering common skills all of us humans are capable of doing, gathering information, and then using that information to arrive at conclusions. But if that's the case, then why aren't we all going around untangling mysteries and solving conundrums like prose as what Sherlock Holmes does? Well, aside from the fact that we have our own day jobs to tend to, most of us haven't really mastered those basic skills of gathering and using information to the best of our human capacities. We get bombarded by a barrage of information all the time, but we rarely ever get to maximize it to achieve the best results possible. In other words, we haven't really honed our ability to gather the most information possible in a situation, i.e. our observation skills, and our ability to glean the appropriate conclusions and judgments based on that information, i.e. our deductive reasoning skills. While Sherlock Holmes has perfected the art of gathering and using information to solve mysteries, we've been content to go about life half-blind and oblivious to the ways we can still improve ourselves and our lives just by giving a little more effort into sharpening our skills in observation and deduction. Take, for instance, This has been Become a Human Behavior Scientist. Observe, read, Understand and Decode People with Minimal Information. Written by Patrick King. Narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2021 by Patrick King. Production copyright by Patrick King. Amazon.com has more information regarding the author and this book. Show notes and further information can be found at RussellEricNewton.com. With a collection of trivia, research, news stories, and knowledge from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Overwork Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.